This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey listeners, it's Phil Mackey. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Mackey and Jeb with Rami. Available on Apple, Spotify, the Score North app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you're tight on time today and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. I'm touched, Master guys. producer. Are you, guys, are you guys welling up? I'm welling up. I've got chills. They're multiplying. I'm more emotional. There's another song oh, you can put behind it. Do Why don't that. you put that song behind it? I'm more emotional about this that. than I was about Titanic. <laughs> told you guys when i saw titanic i was tanked up and laughing so hard when people were sliding off the deck but i'm moved and touched emotionally by what i, I just heard actually for a while it looked like uh, we were watching the vikings version of titanic in the first half and then things turned around yeah oh wow wow really <laughs> i mean they were they were down by a touchdown real after that game and you just went there already it's 403 come on no, man I said in the first half i said in the first half it looked it looked like that that was a fun fun that, day of football this is like i you know, we've all been sitting here now 24 hours after that magnificent incredible win by the vikings and i'm still on a football high i mean that was just like Top five most fun I've had watching Vikings football in my life yesterday. It was the unexpected win. It was All right, rank Kirk Cousins. Rank them. Your top five. Well, Minneapolis Miracle. So this is so, just to put the, the umbrella on it here, this would be top five most fun I've had watching a yeah. Vikings football game. Okay. And, and you started. From start including the finish because. And you started 98, right? That's not on the list. No, no, no. I'm saying you started. We're, we're talking oh, about a starting point. Like, no, not the 98 <laughs> NFC title game. You started you watching them in about 95 or 98. I, I, I actually consciously remember watching Vikings games in the early 90s. Okay. But they didn't do anything. I'm not going to put a regular season game ahead of what we saw yesterday. So Minneapolis Miracle would be number one. And I don't, I don't know if there's anything that would be above this. I think I think this was the second most fun I've had I, watching I know, Vikings football. I know how it ended, but talking about how much fun the game was while watching it, the NFC Championship, up until the point that Brett Favre throws Dude. the interception and blows it, that had to be an incredibly fun football game to watch. It was. From what I can remember, right? If we're just it talking was. about fun entertainment value over the course of three hours, yeah. not how necessarily the emotion you felt afterwards because of the outcome, but just fun and entertaining. 98 for the, the first half was outstanding. The Vikings, you thought that they were going to roll. Okay, but like what you're saying, though, is let's take the, the 2009 NFC Championship or the 98 game. You're saying, hey, it's a 60-minute massage, and at the end, <laughs> she stabs you in the spleen. You don't have. But for the first 59 minutes, it was the best massage of I my life. I thought you were going. No, I thought you were going in the very obvious yeah, place but, that Rami thought yeah. you were going. No, you're talking about 98. And, yet, and I'm yesterday, a happy ending at the end. And of the yesterday 98. had a happy ending. <laughs> 
That's what I thought you were about to say. So did I. You get the 90-minute massage and... No, 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 <laughs> would, no. Would you like the touchdown ending or the missed field goal? I'll take the touchdown. No please. Robert Kraft treatment is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, which... Uh, how can we wrap this massage up? Are you thinking like <laughs> Minneapolis Miracle, yeah. or are you thinking like uh, Gary Anderson, wide left? <laughs> Give me the wide left deal. <laughs> I'm married. Give me the wide left. He's <laughs> <laughs> oh. gone off the rails oh, so fast. I didn't see this coming long. either. Wow. It didn't take long. I thought we'd be oh, very football-y to start the show today. <laughs> Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna be very football okay. today because the Vikings just had one of the most ridiculous wins uh, in recent Vikings memory. Let's start off with a good old fashioned pie chart. The Rock knows how you feel about pie of praise and Saints vent line on the horizon. A Randy Stud stable. Our oh, we have a Saints us. vent line. We have all of these things. Oh, okay. All and right. We'll get to those things. Okay. Getting open for it and everything. Mm-hmm. But let's start with a pie chart of praise. The Vikings pulling off the upset in New Orleans yesterday. We'll start with Rami. We'll go around the room. I have, I have, a, I have, a, I've been working on this all day in my head. I don't put things on paper that don't need to be there. In my head, I've been working on this all day, and I have a hard time coming up with it because I want to give the defense so much credit, but I think so much of the defensive success and really of the team's success overall comes back to Mike Zimmer. He deserves so much praise for this football game. I think I'm going 60% Mike Zimmer. Because you look at, first of all, the fact that they came into this game legitimately believing that they could win it. Like from, from, from the very first snap, you could tell that the Vikings thought they could legitimately win this game when nobody else did. And sometimes that's just chatter, and they'll they'll play that card of nobody outside this locker room believes, but we do. I think that was real. I think Mike Zimmer really elicited that from those guys that, hey, nobody believes in us, yeah. but if we do, we can get this thing done. And I think it starts there. Then you look at what he did schematically on defense, down two of their best four cornerbacks in a not very good cornerback core. To, to scheme up what he schemed up, to put Andrew Sandejo at the nickelback and task him with being one of the guys double-teaming the best wide receiver in the NFL right now, and, and to do that effectively, putting Griffin and, and uh, Daniil Hunter inside to rush sort of a weak interior offensive line of the Saints and cause some problems and ultimately cause two turnovers by Drew Brees, and then going into overtime to say to Kevin Stefanski and Kirk Cousins, let's go for the win here. Let's go for the kill. Not thinking field goal, not thinking let's take whatever we can get. He said, let's go for the win. Let's leave no tricks in our bag. Top to bottom, for all the reasons that you can give a head coach praise and credit, you got to give Mike Zimmer a lot of praise and credit in this one. So I'm saying 60% to Mike Zimmer. 15% for just the players on the defense. 15% Kirk Cousins, 10% Dalvin Cook. That's how I break down right. the pie. Is that not giving Kirk Cousins enough enough? The Rock pie? knows how you feel about pie. Is that not enough pie I for like Kirk pie. Cousins? Nope. You like my pie? I like your pie. Your pie is perfect to me. Um, actually, it's not perfect because I, I, would, I would tweak it just a little bit. But I, I also did not write down a pie chart of praise, and I always do because I always try and give out about seven or eight slices. And today I'm not going to do that because... When I last appeared on the show Friday, I said that if the Vikings held the Saints to approximately 20 to 23 points and won this game, it would be Mike Zimmer's greatest single game planning effort ever. 
And it, I had no idea what I was saying until I saw what he did yesterday. I'm going to give him a ridiculous amount of credit in the pie chart of praise. I'm going to give him 90%. Wow. I'm going to give him right how you feel wow. about pie. He made Drew Brees look like a scared 22-year-old yeah. rookie from some Division three college who just played his first game. The game plan, okay, moving Hunter and Griffin inside is outstanding. Great idea. But then, to Rami's point, Sendejo was playing the slot nickel to start the game, and Collar texted me, and we're both like, what the hell is he thinking? What is he doing? The offense, Cousins, Cook, Thielen, Stefanski, you get credit. You did a really nice job. I thought Kirk was basically Kirk for the first half, but in the second half, he did the thing that we've asked Kirk to do all year long, right? Make a play. Make the play. He made the play. All of that being said, you don't go in there and shut down, and they basically did, that Saints team, without a game plan that that was that made the Vikings defense look as good as it did, I thought, throughout the course of the 2017 season, up until the second half of the uh, Saints-Vikings playoff game. That whole layout of that game plan, off the charts, I'm giving Mike 90%, and I'll give Cousins and Cook and Stefanski the last 10%. But The Rock this, knows how you feel about pie. This, to me, is is the finest, one of, if not the finest, game planning. So not schematic, but the finest game planning that I've seen a Vikings coach do, maybe since I've watched this team, starting in 1978. And For one game. To piggyback off both you guys, so I'll, I'll go quickly through my pie chart of praise here. 75% credit to Mike Zimmer, so I'm kind of between you guys. It's funny because Rami just spent a couple minutes lauding Mike Zimmer with praise, and Judd and I gave him a bigger percentage of the pie. We all agree that Mike Zimmer painted a bleeping Mona Lisa inside the Superdome yesterday. I'm going 75% Mike Zimmer. I'm going 20% Kirk Cousins. Uh, just with those last two throws, 42 yards to Adam Thielen and then to Kyle Rudolph. And I'm going 5% Dalvin Cook for just playing sure. and just being the workhorse that sucked the defense in. And the Vikings ran the ball 40 times, but... Mike Zimmer's ego, in a good way, his ego drove that masterpiece yesterday. Rami found this clip with Manny on Score North Live earlier today. This is Mike Zimmer on NFL Network, correct, Rami? Yeah, with uh, prime, this is 21st and Prime last night. Actually, Jonathan was the one who uh, alerted me to this. So this is, I want to play this clip. And listen to this clip, but listen to it as Mike Zimmer a week before the Saints game. Or even before, like, the... When, when the Vikings knew that they were locked into the sixth seed and they were likely going to New Orleans to play the New Orleans Saints inside the Superdome, put yourself inside his shoes and his head when you listen to this. Um, truth? Sometimes it yes. Yeah. yes. He was asked about coaching, head coaching rumors and being traded to the Cowboys and his job status being in question. Um, truth? Sometimes it yes. bothers me. Yes. yes. I mean, we won 10 games this year. I've won 60% of my games in six years, third winningest coach in Vikings history, and I have to listen to this crap. He's sitting there all week long thinking, boy, there's trade rumors. There's rumors I might get fired. There's reports from credible national talking heads that I'm coaching for my job on Sunday. Yep. Bleep that. Not yep. only am I going to coach for my job, so to speak, I'm going to coach to show all of the talking heads and all the young hotshot coordinators that are supposedly set to take my job, including maybe one on my own staff, and I'm going to coach circles around them. Oh, and I'm going to coach circles around 
Sean Payton, probably a Hall of Fame coach and one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Like, I just put myself in his shoes, and he's the whole week he's thinking, wow, everyone's forgotten how great of a defensive mind I am. Everyone has forgotten about it, including potentially the owners of my own football team and the general manager of my own football team. But I hope he's not painting it as those of us who do what we do for a living or who cover this team for whatever outlet that they cover this team are just pulling this stuff out of thin air. When your owner last week is walking around practice, which he doesn't do normally, when you're giving out vote of, when you're putting out vote of confidence press releases, which we all know what those usually mean and what they lead to, despite what the purest intent of those is supposed to be, we know that usually precedes a head coach being shown the door very soon thereafter. We're not just making this stuff or pulling it out of thin air. Dan Graziano doesn't say that it that there's there's real talk of Mike Zimmer being traded to the Dallas Cowboys unless he he has that on pretty good authority. Matthew Collar doesn't put that out there unless he's hearing it to be at least somewhat factual. We don't just make this stuff up. So I hope Mike Zimmer isn't painting it as we're out to get him in the media. That's real. That that perception is real that his job was in jeopardy throughout the season and going into that game on Sunday. But that that game defensively that's what we all expected at some point in time. That bravo, but you did it. This is why the perception that the Vikings defense stunk was erroneous and flat out wrong. I believe they completed the 16 games of the regular season, if I'm not mistaken, something like fifth or sixth in scoring defense. Okay. Yeah. That's still damn good. Yeah. They were a well above average defense. But were they dynamic? No, not really. Yesterday's game was what we all kept saying where'd that go? Where did that go? And if Zim sat down and said, bleep this, I'm going to show the, those guys, then I feel like whoever, whoever he was mad at, good job for getting that because you came up with a game plan that we've been expecting. And look, I didn't expect you to waste that game plan on, you know, take your pick, the Lions. Oh, man, I'm going to move. I'm going to show my hand here. But that they certainly didn't waste it against the uh, the Packers Chiefs with Matt Moore. Or the Packers, <laughs> but this but this was the game. This was the game plan that shows what this defense can do. And I don't care how we got here. This now says he's still got the fastball. Yes, right. So I don't care how how who's mad at whom, who's right or wrong. What you got was and and the one thing that I will say that works is there's nothing more disingenuous to me than saying nobody believes zim went to training camp and said that what phil 2016 or so and we all said mike you're picked to win this division by everybody like this is the biggest ruse that you've you've tried to run and it's a bunch of crap but in this case guess what he's 100 percent right you can go and you can go back now and say boys we beat the saints so guess what we're underdogs again against the niners on sunday or on saturday and he's right about that too and if that works, also, bravo, that's great. But for Mike to say, well, I was upset that they were t- talking about my job, yeah, they were. And if this worked because of that, because you put together a game plan that, quite frankly, from this defense, we have not seen this type of game in how long? Yeah, it's, 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 and I, and I, I guarantee knowing his personality and knowing how much his ego can flare up sure. in, a, in a productive way, um, sometimes non productive, but for the most part, productive. I know for a fact, knowing his personality, that NFC Championship game from two years ago has been on his mind. And it should be. And he's been waiting for this opportunity. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't get a chance last year. 
and he's been sitting on that game. That that was that was the last postseason taste he had in his mouth. And the, one of the first things he said after the game, too, and we'll mix in all kinds of audio here, but one of the first things he said after they won that game yesterday was, we all know what happened the last time we won a huge playoff game, for those of you that were here. We came out super flat against the Eagles. I mean, he is so in tune with the mistakes that were made a couple of years ago. Does it guarantee they're going to beat the 49ers? It doesn't. But I think him being so in tune with those things gave them such an edge yesterday in that win over New Orleans. What was for, for you guys? By the way, you guys, uh, listeners, you're in the middle of 25 straight minutes of Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Anytime you listen to the show, you're in the middle of 25 straight minutes of Mackie and Jeb with Rami, for better or worse. What was your favorite thing about that game yesterday? Personally? Yeah, however you want to answer it. The fact my hands were sweaty and cold because it was going back and forth. It's why I love sports. It's why sports are great. Because that game was, you were like, are they going to really win this game? You know, are they going to? And it went back and forth and back and forth. Dalvin Cook, that looked live like a fumble. And Phil's like, oh my God, there it is. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people were thinking, oh right, my God. Right, but then you it saw is. it, but then you saw it, and it clearly was not. You were just waiting for the Vikings thing to happen. Yes. And that was the Vikings and, thing that was going to happen. And keep in mind, too, keep in mind, too, the most Vikings thing that happened in that game in retrospect was not the, the uh, potential uh, PI that was not called on Kyle. On the game-winning score, the most Vikings thing was the missed field goal attempt by Will Lutz at the end of the first half. Can you imagine the most, the most anti-Vikings? Thing. But no, but it would happen to oh, the Vikings. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm saying, can you imagine the conversation today if the Vikings had got that kick return at the end of the first half? Dan Bailey had because that was not an impossible field goal. Dan Bailey, like two yards. Yeah, Dan Bailey had missed, and today you are you are essentially going from. Could have won that game to to the kicker cost us. Can you imagine that? But I just I love the ebbs and flows and ups and downs. And the game plan was brilliant. Loved it. I think my favorite thing about it, I don't know, I'm sick, sadistic, whatever the case might be. I didn't have a dog in that fight per se. It's good for us that the Vikings are moving on for content reasons and for business reasons, but I didn't necessarily have a dog in that fight from a rooting interest. I love hearing a stadium just go silent. Like, the loudest of stadiums just go silent. And when Kyle Rudolph caught that touchdown in overtime, that was, I don't know, to me, Mm -hmm. I I don't know if I'm just that sick and that sadistic. There was something very, very satisfying about it from a from a viewing standpoint from an audio standpoint of that touchdown happening and you know the excitement that's being as a matter of fact I could hear screams from throughout my neighborhood through closed windows of my apartment so you hear the elation and feel the, the elation cops. of Vikings fans but at the same time in that stadium it was just dead silent so you mean like the radio call from New Orleans on that? Oh, on that oh I haven't wow, heard this. Wow, yeah, I haven't heard this. it. Whoa, wow, Let me hear this. Wow. All right, here we go. Third and goal. Ball on the four-yard line. Cousins in the gun. Three by one to his right. Saints showing pressure. They bring pressure. Lob it to the back of the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown. Kyle Rudolph. <laughs> One-on-one in the back corner of the end zone. Kyle Rudolph and P.J. Williams. And the Minnesota Vikings come to New Orleans and beat the Saints. The Thielen one is almost better. Here's the Thielen one. Cousins under center. Two tight ends left. Single receiver to either side. Fakes the handoff. Looks to throw deep down the right side. 
caught Adam Thielen to the two-yard line. Wow. They, go, they go right after Patrick Robinson, and no safety help is to be found there. Wow. Just emotionless. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Do we have – oh, Jonathan just jumped on the hotline. We, there's so many clips we're going to play throughout the show here today, including we. We do have actual Saints fat line. I'm very excited for Saints I can't fat wait for that. That's got to be good. This is super exciting to me. How much of that do you think is about the team and the game, and how much of that is just the referees suck and they screwed us again? You know, it seemed like there was in the in the in the clips that I heard here, and it it's not like it's not like Bears vent line where they're just like you know apoplectic about yeah. anything. Yeah, there's some breeze vitriol. A little breeze vitriol. Well, yeah, I saw some of that on Twitter last night. A little bit of breeze, a little bit of Sean Payton vitriol. Yeah. Hey, do we have just the... I know we've got the the new version of Kirk Cousins, you like that. Hey, hey you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. Actually, this is what I, this is exactly what I was looking for, just to start over. Try listening to this. So, so Kirk Cousins has been... Probably the the biggest like whipping boy quarterback in the NFL in terms of starters the last five or six years. It's it's every time he loses a game in prime time, it's a national topic. And this guy is plopped in a playoff game at the Superdome. It's overtime. The most pressure that he's probably ever felt as a quarterback, and he drops a dime to Adam Thielen, and then he ends the game with a dagger to Kyle Rudolph. And he gets in the locker room and they give him a game ball. So with all of with all of that narrative. Try listening to this and not getting goosebumps. Hey, hey, you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? I mean, that's just... Gotta admit, it didn't happen for me. Yeah, I don't know. No goosebumps for me. It did for me. No, Kirk, I don't know. Like, kudos to him. I commend him. But his team is is celebrating him, and they're all in. That's cool. And if Kirk Kirk Cousins is your type of guy, I'm sure that does things for you. I I have nothing against Kirk Cousins, no ill will whatsoever. I I have one. He doesn't fire me up. I have one very important question. Game ball to Rudolph. Game ball to Cousins. Why did I not see the game ball that went to Daniil Hunter, who, by the way, made the play of that game with the ball at the Vikings 20 when he picked Drew Brees up and literally looked like he had bought Brees at a Toys R Us and he was a doll and whipped the ball out of his hand. I mean, I saw that that play. That play, Phil Mackey, gave me goosebumps. That was amazing. It was. And that was also, we're talking about Vikings you know, in, in these big games and what usually happens. That's one of the most anti-Vikings plays you'll see in a big game. Where, like, the, the Saints are driving and the Vikings need a big play and someone strip sacks the quarterback who's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's, By the way, can, can you play that again yesterday? I picked up on something on that that I was picking up on throughout the game. Can you play that clip one more time? Hey, hey, you held him to 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end, but I got three words for you. You like that? Did you hear Richard's voice cracking all day? Is Kirk Cousins just going through puberty? I, I, I hate to go. He's like Bobby <laughs> on the Brady Bunch. Like when he was, when he was like when he was doing hard counts and calling out stuff at the line of scrimmage. The whole game, his voice was cracking. His voice was cracking. <laughs> Was he just trying really hard for people to hear? Uh, yes. Is that what he was? In Cousins' defense, that stadium is yeah. so loud. Was he losing his voice? Anything. Is that yes. what he was losing yes. his voice? Okay. All right. Yeah, I noticed he's hoarse. I was like, what's going on here? 651 646 8255. Gentlemen, 
Randy in Cottage Grove is yeah, on the line. Randy, how you doing What's after up, that one yesterday? Congratulations. Oh, God, doing great. It was a, a kick-ass win. Um, I, of course, you know, some of us were not, didn't doubt, didn't doubt that it was possible. Uh, some of us saw the defense for what it was all year, which is just a, just a strong arm, you know, knock you in the mouth kind of a defense. And uh, that's, of course, what Zim does. And uh, it was good to good to see. And Kirk, uh, we do like that. We love that. Okay, um, we loved it a lot. We were snug. I'm, you know, watching the replays. Usually, you know, it's a little. I try to be objective, and you know, not get too too bent. Uh, you know, too uh, too biased. Yeah, that's, that's that's exactly how I would describe you too. Never but, never too high, never too low. Well, you know, just staying on top of it. Uh, from a from a stand, analytical standpoint, trying yeah. to be a, you know uh, impartial. I have to admit, though, <laughs> watching that film today, it was a little extra snug. It's a playoff uh, victory, and it was uh, it was sweet. I'll just say Football. that. Randy, I never pegged you as an analytics guy. I I, I never thought you'd sit down and grind the numbers. No, I I analyze the game. So oh, I, look okay. at, I look at what happened and I give my two cents. I mean, all, all the guy. This is what you do if you mock. Okay, if you if you mock, you're you're used to looking at at uh, at different kinds of tape uh, in a vacuum, as they say. You you got to zero in on one player. Well, yesterday there were too many guys. I didn't even know where to begin. It was uh, it was it was the the the, the shots were flowing. Uh, we had a great time. We partied it uh, real hard into the night, and and then of course I stayed up and and worked on the stable. But this is not. I'm going to go ahead and be on a limb here. This is not going to be the last stud stable of the year. Okay. This is uh, this is just the beginning. Oh Zim, okay, if you're listening. You got a lot of a lot of horses, a lot of horses, and no, 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 these guys are all going to get their due. But uh, Sean, Sean Payton, uh, this one's especially for you, Bozo. Okay, you can go ahead and take your your smug looking face and look in the mirror while you listen to some of the guys I'm going to rattle off here. So if you can do the the, the thing, uh, all the music, yeah, you're fired up for sure, Maestro. There you go, man. All right, this is uh, this is Randy's Stud Stable. Okay, this is Randy's stud stable. Wild card round of the playoffs. Vikings versus the Saints. This is a special dedication to Sean Payton, who's a bozo. You just go ahead and listen to these studs. We're going to start out with my big stud. Stud number one. And he's the biggest stud of them all. Mike Zimmer, you coached your ass off. You put together a game plan that had everybody's head spinning. Moving Hunter inside. Moving Evans and Griffin inside. Mike Zimmer, you're a stud. How about those two guys I just talked about? Evans and Griffin. Daniel Hunter. Getting inside switching it up, and moving bodies off the line. Daniel Hunter and Evans and Griffin, they're both studs. How about Harrison Smith? Here's a guy who got a little bit confused early in the game. They got that, that bozo player who they move all over the place. And Rhodes and Hughes got a little crossed up. 
didn't matter. He put his big boy pants on in the second half, delivered some huge hits. Harrison Smith, you're a stud. Yeah. How about Anthony Harris? Who that dude? Once again, coming up with a big time pick. We were all snug watching you do your thing. Who that dude? Anthony Harris? He's a stud. Let's switch over to the offense. I want to talk about the guy under center. The guy who got no respect all year long. Well, guess what? Who's laughing now? Kirk Cousins, you delivered the rock right into the breadbasket. That's a hell of a throw, and you're a hell of a leader. Kirk Cousins, you're a stud. How about that guy who caught that pass? Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, you came out flying in that second half. You maybe shook off a little rust at halftime. Maybe had a little whiskey to loosen up that hammy. That's what I do. Adam Thielen, you caught the big pass in the big moment, and you were stud. Wow. wow, there it is. Randy's stud stable. How about Delvin, Ra- Ra- that's- Delvin Cook had some fire in his belly. The whole yeah. first half, he was motoring, mm-hmm. and he was moving guys. And Delvin Cook, what you did in that first half set it all up in the second half in OT. Delvin Cook, welcome back. You're a stud. Yeah, all right. There it is. All right. Randy Studs. Marcus Sherrill? Uh, mm. Marcus Sherrill is a guy who right. we've Mar- definitely been right, missing that's, uh, here. Back, you know. All right, here we go. Now that he's back. All right, we'll just fade him out. What? All right. Marcus Sherrill's? Well, hold on a second here. This is a wild card win, massive upset, and we just cut off the stud stable. You think, you think we should let him keep going? I'm not quite sure we're doing the right thing. Is he still on the line? The listeners probably want more. Does he still think he's on? Yeah. I absolutely love the way that C.J. Ham came to play yesterday. C.J., you're a guy who's got a little bit of bruiser in you when it matters. And you're going to matter on Sunday against the 49ers. C.J. Ham, he's a stud. I didn't even hear C.J. Ham's name yet. Okay, that's... I think that's good. We're good. Yeah, that now, we're good. are you convinced that we're good? That we're good on this, Judd? It's, it's good stud stable there. <laughs> I hope if they win against San Francisco, we allow the entire thing. At some point in time, we got to get out of the way, Randy. Uh, is he going to go practice squad too? Is he going to go down the hole? He's already programming the segment by calling for music for the third consecutive week. Hmm. He was crying two weeks ago. He was crying. Wait, Randy was crying. Oh, you he, missed he, it. He, yeah, he cried. He called in the Tuesday after the Packer loss and was heaving. He He cried? It was aggressive. He was heave crying. Phil at one point said, are you sure you're okay, dude? And he's just like, fine. Speaking of crying, Saints vent line on the other side here. I can't believe he's still snug 24 hours later, though. I think he's snug 24 hours a day, actually. You should call a doctor That's a special type of snug, isn't it? (laughs) They say if you're snug for for eight hours or more, you should contact the doctor. I thought it was four. Is it four? I, I think it's know. four. I think eight, you're in real trouble. Depends on what kind of fuel you're using. More Mackie and Jeb with Rami shortly. Also powered by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated is here for business owners out there. And, uh, you know, if you're a business owner and maybe you've been uh, on the ropes a little bit, like like the Vikings business owners were there, you need, you need someone to have your back. You need someone to come through in the clutch like the Vikings had yesterday, for instance, with Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer. Well, Let Federated be that strong force standing behind your business. If you 
are a business owner in any of these different industries or areas, auto services, cabinet and custom woodworking, retailers, wholesalers, contractors, dealerships, funeral services, machine, plastics, and tooling, Federated is for you. It's all about peace of mind as a business owner. And when something bad happens to the company that you built and that you poured your sweat and blood and tears into, you want someone standing behind you with a game plan that helps you recover smoothly so you can get back to running your business. Federatedinsurance.com to find your local Federated representative. And remember, Federated, it's their business to protect yours.